Hey everyone, welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Hello Church. We're excited we're going to be talking about worship music today. It's going to be great, praise and worship. I am one of your hosts, Wade Bearden. Shout to the Lord. I'm Justin Trapper. Yeah, uh, it's funny thinking back to some of the songs that we we listen to early. So I grew up in church, you grew up in church, some yeah. of those same songs. We both grew up in like charismatic churches. Very charismatic that, churches. So. And what's funny though is... Every once in a while at our church, we'll bust out Man. an old, like we did, this is from Hillsong United, but do you remember Inside Out? We did that like, Inside yeah, out. we did that, I don't know, like a month or two ago, and I was like, yeah. I loved it. Love that song. And then we yeah. did Hosanna this last week. Yeah. Uh, so I still have some nostalgia for, for those old hidden, hymns. Hidden not a, hymns, those songs. Hitting the throwback on that. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about uh, worship music today. We're, this whole season really is about the church service. And so we're going to be talking about how to think about praise and worship. Um, maybe not necessarily from a theological uh, perspective, but practically how that plays out yeah. in your service. Now, now, going back to the OG stuff, uh, throwback stuff mm-hmm. moments here, what were some like worship songs or bands that you really loved growing up? Uh, I don't know if you'd say loved, but we would always sing that song. I went to the enemy's camp I and went took to back the enemy's camp. <laughs> and like when I was a kid, when yeah. I was a kid, I was like, eh, it's a little weird. You know, you know it's weird yeah. when like you're a kid and you're like, eh, it's a little cheesy. Well, yeah, we'd be, <laughs> you're we'd, seven. We'd be singing at the song, and some dude just runs by me <laughs> in a suit, yes. you know, yes. full sprint. I was like, what, what's happening? Is there, is there a shooter? Yes. <laughs> right? No, he's just because when you're a kid, excited, half the time during praise and worship, you're just thinking about what you would do if there was a shooter. <laughs> uh, and so you start seeing the people running, and you're just like. Oh. You're like, I've already planned this out. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, Sister Papoofnik lost her hairnet. <laughs> you know? Oh, Back man. in the day, they, those hairnets were impressive. It was like 10 cow patties stacked up with a hairnet over it. Oh, it just waving like a honeycomb or something. Man, yeah. Anyways. You, you, uh, if you were going to get shot, let the hair be in front and it would absorb... There it the is. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get flagged on YouTube's like, like yeah, AI yeah. AI scanner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love Delirious growing up. Okay, Man, I listened to love, Delirious. Love Delirious. Love. Yeah. Uh, you know, Obsession was like the slow burning song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really great for like I would say corporate worship because it was like this slow burning song, right? And mm-hmm. in the charismatic movement, you got to get to level ten and get there as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I loved Fred Hammond. I loved Israel Houghton. I listened to Sonic Flood a little bit. Oh yeah. A yeah Sonic yeah. Flood. Flood. What, was, what was their jam? Um, I mean, they had a, the eyes of my heart, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that it? And they had I can see me your love forever. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I I feel like I didn't really get into like worship music until my teens, and and that was an interesting point within like CCM. Like CCM mm-hmm. back in the day is like DC Talk and Newsboys and all this. Yeah. And then it made this transition to worship music. And I feel like a lot of the decent Christian music now is worship music. It's just weird how it's made that transition. Yeah, I remember going to Bible college and it was like right in the peak of I Can Only Imagine. Mm-hmm. And we had sang it a few times in chapel and then somewhere some meeting some committee decided like you can't sing i can only imagine anymore because it's not actually a worship song huh. it's a song about god it's a song to god it's a song that worships god but it's not a worship song <laughs> yeah well yeah, i don't know if it worships god but it is mm. a, it's like a, Maybe, a song yeah. to god 
Yeah. And so they're like, hey, like, we have some theological differences mm. or theological philosophies on what is a worship song. So I do remember that, uh, like, right when I hit college. And then we also couldn't sing. <laughs> did you ever watch that I Can Only Imagine movie? No, no. I did. We did once. Yeah. And, 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 uh, Something's happening in his life, and he like looks at his book, and he like writes down one of the lyrics in the movie. And at that moment, I was like, "Whoa, there it is!" <laughs> well, wasn't it? I can only imagine a fast song originally. Like it had a much more upbeat tempo when they first worked on the song, uh, and then they changed it later. It's but I while. read that. Yeah, I might have fallen asleep towards that part of the movie. Yeah. Then was that was Kevin Sorbo in that movie? Uh no, but he should have. But Dennis Quaid was the dad. Oh, there it is. The dad whose death inspired the, the song. Man, okay. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I knew Dennis it was Tim McGraw or Dennis Quaid. Was one of those. Characters. Yeah, Dennis Quaid and Frequency. This movie, he's always dying. He's the dad Man. that dies. Um, but anyway, worship music. We were, you were talking about worship music, and they they didn't let y'all sing i can only imagine oh church was and then yeah and then lifehouse like you know lifehouse yeah. had that mm-hmm. well they had hanging by a moment that was on every yeah. radio station that one summer but they had that song at the end of the album that was like you're mm-hmm. all i want you're all i need yeah. you're everything you're everything and i remember our youth group was singing it but then when i got yeah. to college they outlawed it so i was a little confused it was so. outlawed uh, there were a couple of songs that some youth groups I visited saying that were like secular songs that they turned into worship songs. And it was oh, just man. hard to really get into that because I was like, I don't know if yeah. like originally this guy's talking about his girlfriend, but now we're talking about Jesus. Yeah. I'm just a little confused. Like like they turned like no scrubs into like a worship <laughs> song. Uh, so one of the... What are we talking about today? <laughs> we're, just, we're just going down memory lane, really. We're going down memory uh, lane. Worship music in your service. This whole season is about the service, and so today's episode is about worship music. And we have a few thoughts. This is not going to be a long episode, so if you're driving in the car uh, and you're on your way to the bank, the episode will probably finish before you get to the bank, which is great news. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's important for you to have a philosophy of worship. Uh, I think it's important for... We talk about this all the time at Ministry Pass, how pastors, it's important for you to plan your sermon series out. Plan ahead of time. Yeah. Because when you can plan ahead of time, you can actually have a song selection that enhances or supports the sermon, the sermon series, every single week, rather than just a random collection of, of worship songs. Uh, you preached this weekend, this yeah. past weekend, yeah. about seasons. Yeah, and and it was really cool because I preached about seasons, and I was we were going to take uh, communion with everyone. Uh, and then after that, like we connected it to communion. And then after that, the band sang Seasons by Hillsong. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool, like the way that that kind of flowed into what I was talking about. It was just a really cool way to end the service. Mm. And we were able to do that because we kind of planned in advance. Yeah. And the band was flexible with, with what I was talking about. Yeah, that was a nice moment. But you don't, you're not able to, to facilitate that nice, nice moment without the planning. Yeah, if you're, if you're writing your message like on Friday night, Saturday night, you're not going to give your band an opportunity to learn the song that you want them to sing. Yeah, and, and I mean, pastors, please. I know sometimes inspiration hits you on a Saturday night mm-hmm. for your message, and you can pivot, and you can make that work. Yeah. But please don't come to the worship leader on a Saturday afternoon saying, hey, I 
need you to, I need to change the set. Mm -hmm. Especially if your band is not as experienced. Yes. If you have a bunch of professional players, no problem, right? Yeah. You know, large church, you have the resources. All these guys are pros. They've been doing this forever. But I remember one time I was at a church and the pastor came, texted me on a Saturday and he wanted us to do a song that was 20 years old mm. that our, our band had never played ever. Now, there was a, a, a musician or two that had played the song growing up in youth group, but I would say 70% of the band had not. And mm -hmm. we sort of went back and forth on it. Yeah. And I may have been out of line um, because I sort of refused. <laughs> I was like, listen, I can't ask them to, to play the song. So I knew the song. Mm -hmm. So I played it with a vocalist. And after the service, our pastor was really mad because he wanted it to be, you know, going back to that band. charismatic yeah. that 10 moment yeah and it was sort of like a soft moment because yeah. i i didn't want to i don't know what the band is doing on saturday night like yeah. especially a few of our guitarists they were they were i would say novice at best mm -hmm. and if i send this to them now i'm not on a saturday they're perhaps their only day off they're with their family because of our lack of planning mm -hmm. it's created an emergency on their part and yeah. i just refuse to do that and so I do remember. <laughs> I mean, whenever I haven't played bass in church in years, but whenever I would play with the band, I was very much uh, uh, a beginner player. And you can do that with some of these worship songs because they're not super complicated. Sure. But if songs were introduced last minute, it was really stressful to try to learn that, especially if it required me kind of doing something that I hadn't really done before, I wasn't super comfortable with. And so I totally understand that. Now, you can have some, yeah, some. Uh, musicians and they're just like great and they can do whatever but that might not be the case for every person no no and i remember the pastor was so mad and he, after service and he brought everyone into the green room and he was like justin <laughs> oh no i can't even believe i'm sharing the story but i'm not using names you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> he said why can't i get what i want mm -hmm. and i was just like <laughs> above what humming humming what and he said and he just addressed it in front of the whole band. And I didn't know what to say. I was flabbergasted. Mm. I, like, I didn't want to be disrespectful in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. But he sort of called he called me out and called everyone out for not playing the song that he wanted. Mm. And when he, came, when he turned to me, he said, what were you saying? And I just, I didn't know what to say. So I just said, I'm sorry, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> the one time I bit my tongue right in my life. <laughs> the one time. And I actually had... A few of the guys come up to me afterward and like, hey, listen, I know he was mad about that, but thanks for like holding your ground because I'm I I literally will spend two nights of my evening um, after I could put the kids to bed and I'll practice because mm. it's very stressful to me, like you said. And if you would have sent that on Saturday night, I, I just it just would have been a train wreck. And so thank you for that. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but yeah. um, I still don't know what the right play is, right? Because I'm trying yeah. to trying to honor our volunteers, trying to, um, you know, they were an amateur band. And I was trying to give the pastor what he wanted, but in a way that made sense for everybody. And he just, he just wasn't about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so be cognizant of that, pastors, and the place that you put your leaders in. And I think maybe every once in a while, you can you can do that, but it it can't be this regular thing. And so, if you can plan in advance, um, it's it's really powerful. Uh, I I also want to talk about just knowing, understanding um, song selection, uh, because I think there's this tendency to to 
like if you're listening to worship music all the time, especially if you've played an instrument, I've done the same thing. If you're listening to these songs and you like them, mm -hmm. you want to play them. It's fun for you. And so there could be this tendency to kind of always be playing these new songs. And it's really difficult um, sometimes to follow songs if you don't. So like for me, I've been in services where I'm like, I, there's four songs being played. I don't know three of them. And it's just a little odd. And that happens sometimes, but if it's happening every week, I think that could be an issue. And then the big thing I I, I just kind of pet peeve about, and people tend, you know, they can disagree, and there are multiple perspectives. But I think that the point of, of, of worship is not to be directed on one particular person. But I think there's something powerful when everybody's kind of singing along together our hearts, in a sense, in one accord. And so for me, whenever I think of worship songs, I tend to lean towards songs that lend themselves to congregational singing. And if you think about that, a lot of the songs that we sing, um, they're not for that. It's it's a lead it's a lead person, and, and if the crowd sings along with it, it's just kind of hard, it's just kind of awkward, and you, and you actually can't even connect as a whole with the group because of that. So pastors, just think through that. Is every one of the songs being played uh, really difficult for the congregation to sing along to, even if they know the words? Or is it easy for Do they for know people? the songs at all? Do they know the songs at all? And I, 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 I do like older hymns for a variety of reasons, but one of the reasons I like those hymns is because people can sing them really well together. Like think of Amazing Grace. Mm. That is a great song to sing together with everybody the star spangled banner <laughs> <laughs> uh on christ the solid rock i stand oh yeah you know things it is like well. that it is well those are really easy yeah. songs to sing along to so just think through that well and i also think like a pastor should aud take an audit right take a look at the at the messages you've preached the last year and do an audit like what topics what books of the bible i think that creates a, a healthy perspective on like hey maybe you have this hobby horse or maybe you have a particular uh, perspective that you like to lean into more often than not. Maybe you're preaching, maybe you preached about Esther three times in one year, didn't realize it. You just love the story of Esther. I think the same is true for a worship leader. Sometimes we can uh, create set lists, and all of a sudden, if you zoom out a little bit, you can see, like, wow, uh, uh, you know, we're singing a particular type of song, or there's a theme in the songs that we're choosing. Mm -hmm. I the songs are about me and yeah. my feelings. No, so I, you, yes. yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, so I remember sitting in one uh, service about six months ago, and like three out of the four songs were these songs about like my storms and you rescued me and woe is me, and mm -hmm. like the song is about me more than it is about our heavenly Father. They, I didn't even view them as like I would say worship songs. Mm. It was songs about like. Uh, us essentially, and I think th those are fine, right? Because you can sing songs about God, about how He's what He's done for you, what He's rescued you. But that, that shouldn't be every song. So I think it's important for worship leaders. If you're a worship leader, take a note of the songs that you're choosing. And then also, you kind of alluded to this, but in your song selection, especially on big days, and I think this is where the planning comes into to play here. But especially on big days, do songs that you think that a lot of people are going to to know because. If if half the audience doesn't know the song you're singing, it's going to lower the participation. I like I like what you said about you know in one accord. I think the more the more types of songs that you can choose where everyone has heard it at least, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be better. I you know church I was uh, at uh, in a not too distant 
memory at I Easter. Like I feel like we're spilling the tea here. But. Yeah. They sang a bunch of originals on Easter, and I was just so frustrated the service. I was like, why? Mm. Like, why are we doing this, guys? Yeah. Like, if, I, if new people are coming, you sing something like Amazing Grace, somebody may not have been to church in 20 years. They know that song. Yeah. But, but yeah. So th- th- you, you, this you sort of like takes them back immediately, right, mm-hmm. to where their last time in, in the service or last time they were in church. Uh, I love the original songs that this band played, but it was the wrong it was the wrong time to play them because mm. the the participation level on an Easter Sunday was was I would say fairly low. Ooh. Uh, you know we weren't singing in one accord. It was a few of the you know the 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 regulars so to speak that mm. love the songs and I I love the songs too. They're great songs, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think it benefited the whole right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it also goes without saying to think about the theology of the songs that you're singing. Um, I've been in services. I remember years and years ago being in a service, and there's a song, and I was like, I don't think that's theologically correct. I'm not sure if I want to sing that. Right. So just thinks through that. I do know of a number of different churches, and they would for every. Uh, Basically, every slide or verse, they would include Bible references to um, connect to the chorus or whatever. And I don't know if you have to do that, but just the thought of, of that, just thinking through like, okay, does this come from Scripture? Are we singing Scripture? Because what did, they, what did, what did the people of Israel sing? They sang the Psalms. That was their song book. Mm-hmm. And they sang Scripture. So we should sing Scripture too. That's important. So these are just a few of our thoughts on worship songs for this season. We are, like I mentioned earlier, we are in a season where we talk about all things the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are some of our thoughts. We, you know, we both played in worship uh, bands, been mm-hmm. worship leaders. I, well, I haven't been a worship leader. <laughs> okay, I've been a worship leader. You don't, you don't want me to be a worship leader. <laughs> you don't want me to play in the band, so it kind of works out. Yeah, so it's so kind of being on both sides of being in the band and Justin leading and being in the band and then also preaching and leading as a, as a pastor, kind of being able to see both sides of that. So think through those things and maybe sit down with your worship leader, maybe send them this episode and just think, hey, like, like Justin said, like we said, do an audit. Just yeah. kind of do an audit. Yeah. Just see where you are and see what you need to change. Yeah. Hey, if you found this, if you found our banter, I feel like this is like a yeah a walk down memory lane and <laughs> griping. But if you found this uh, entertaining or helpful or it, in the very least practical, leave us a review. Uh, put a comment down below. If you thought this was terrible and a complete waste of your time, uh, we'll uh, hope you have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. Uh, but no, the next uh, next episode, we are... What are we talking about next episode? Episode five. Episode five. I'm not really sure. I actually think we recorded episode five already. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was real good. It was five-star worthy. Five-star worthy. Five for five-star yeah, on episode yeah. five. So thank you all so much. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. You can also comment on YouTube, or you can review us on Spotify, too. And we'll see you next time here on Hello Church. Hello Church.